Welcome to Revelation Warning, a weekly podcast hosted by Pastor Robert Thibodeau as he interviews prophecy experts from around the world as we discuss current events in relation to Bible prophecy. All of this is to give the world a final Revelation Warning. Now, here is your host with this week's guest, Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Revelation Warning Podcast. We are so blessed that you're joining us here today. You know, there can be no doubt if you're a believer, if you've studied the Bible or have been reading the Bible for any length of time, that we are living in what the Bible refers to as the last days. But what truly does that mean? I mean, are we headed for a crisis worse than COVID? What can Christians do to prevent a total collapse? And seeking answers to these and other important questions, Bible scholar David Heron turned to the Old Testament book of Hosea, which describes ancient Israel as a land bearing many resemblances to America today. David's been on our program a couple times discussing end-time topics over the last couple of years, and his books, folks, they lay out clear road signs for believers to survive and thrive in these last days. David spent the better part of the last 17, 18 years studying the Bible and other, other references, and his most recent book is what the Bible has to say about the United States of America. The Old Testament speaks to Americans today, where David takes us on a a fascinating exploration in the book of Hosea and draws striking parallels between ancient Israel and modern-day America. Help me welcome back to the program, David Heron. David, it is so good to have you back on the program today. I appreciate it, man. Well, Bob, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's been good every time. <laughs> my, my recollection is no good, but I think we've had good time together. Amen. Amen. Well, for the benefit of those that may be new to this program and have not heard our prior conversations, I don't understand why they wouldn't go listen to the archives. But just in case, can you tell us in your own words, who is David Heron? Well, I started out, my dad was a sports writer with the New York Times. And he always said, whatever you do, do not become a sports writer. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next sentence out of his mouth, well, he would be correcting my grammar. He would be correcting this. So he was actually training me in the language at the same time as he was saying, well, stay away. Got to college, sophomore year, uh, sports editors at the college paper. Because would, would you like to be join us? Be the sports editor. Uh, Actually, actually, it was the, the news editor said, would you like to be the sports editor? So I was. Went from there, um, invented something called Tendex, which was a rating system for college and professional basketball players and teams, which became actually used in all of the world's uh, biggest professional leagues, including the NBA. Mm -hmm. But then when I retired, it was a different world. I thought, well, you know, now I'm retired. Uh, I was a Christian and, you know, active in my church. But my wife was actually, she was, she was the one. She was the uh, director of Christian education at two big churches. And that was a paid position. And I was a teacher, so I was her underling. Uh, she was actually in a ministry. I was just teaching a little bit. But then <laughs> one day I sat down. I was reading the book of Isaiah. I got to 6-8 where Isaiah overhears the Lord having this conversation with himself, being, being the triune God. And he's saying, well, what well, shall we send? Who will go for us? Uh, they needed somebody to do something. And, and Isaiah's there. He's, I, I, I'm picturing this because I, I just know it had to be awesome 
And Isaiah finally comes out and says, here am I, said me. You know, I'm sure it was really timid, but they kind of patted him on the head and said, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, Isaiah becomes, well, the greatest prophet of the Bible as far as the volume is concerned. Yeah. Um, me and Jeremiah probably had the biggest volume of prophecy in the Bible. <laughs> and I'm reading his prophecy. Um, actually, it wasn't the next day, uh, but um, I, I am reading Isaiah's prophecy sometime later. And I get to that, you know, I get, I get, I, I did the same. I prayed this, I prayed that prayer. I'm stumbling around now. Anyway, after praying that prayer, I did not become a prophet, <laughs> but I did the next day as I read through the rest of Isaiah, began understanding prophecy as I had never before. Uh, and it's a lot of it is dual about more than one thing. All of it is perfect. It, none of it has ever not come true as far as the predictional prophecy. There's other prophecies too. Um, but the predictional prophecies always come true because the, the Holy Spirit, he's infallible. So I'm reading through the prophets. I get to Hosea and I'm reading along and, you know, it's interesting. Israel's sinning and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're doing all this evil and God is not happy about it. And then I all of a sudden I realized, hey, this is exactly what's happening in the United States of America. Wow. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind, maybe I can just re review them. Um, Twelve chapters about this. Mm -hmm. I got the summations from the chapters of Hosea. Uh, the best chapter is chapter eight, which is about God's love. It's interjected right right in the highlight place of the, of the book. Uh, but <laughs> the other things, chapter one, Gomer is, is the, the name of the person who was involved. That's Hosea's wife who was unfaithful. And it was a question of money or morality because she loved money. She loved, you know, rich stuff. So she compromised her morality for the sake of money. Well, we're doing that yeah. all the time in yeah. all facets of American life. Amen. Even the medicine, yeah. which really disturbed me about how the, you know, selling chemo like it's really something great. And it actually killed my wife. Um, and it's just expensive. They love that because it's a pharmaceutical and expensive. They get a lot of money out there. The whole culture is corrupted by this money versus morality thing. Okay, a little faster. Uh, the second one is lawlessness. And we have really become, one time, a great law-abiding nation. We have really become one, uh, at least at the highest levels of this land. It's just yeah. scoffing at all the laws and trying to become dictators, trying to do this and just say, well, I said this. You can't do that. You can't. You know, we have become a lawless nation. Um and up until now, people, some people have complained about it. Nobody really done anything about it. They said, well, okay, we, we'll, we'll wear the mask because we have to. Well, no, you know, and it's bad for your immune system. Why wear the mask? Anyway, next one. Next one was humanism. Mm. And that is basically putting people in the place of God. Well, what do we do now with our young men and women? What are they teaching them? Well, you can, you can, you can make up your own truths. Make up your yeah. own truth. You know, if it's true, it must be in, true. Yeah. You don't have to believe in God. Make up your own That's truth. Right. That's right. Well, what kind of, yeah. <laughs> what kind of God? That makes you God. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's what humanism is. That makes you God because you're making up your own this. I can do this. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was Shirley MacLaine said, I am God. Yeah. Uh, George Soros, who really basically heads the Democratic Party, has said, I am God. Uh, this is really bad. Uh, the next one, I label liberalism. But <laughs> I actually wrote this a few years back. And it's gotten a lot worse than just liberalism. Now we're into Marxism. Um, and it's really a serious problem in the United States. Globalism. That's basically saying, well, your country isn't worth very much, but we'll, we'll do the world, you know, be the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happens then? Well, we found out from the very beginning that <laughs> globalism winds up with evil world yeah. rulers. And this exactly. goes all the way back to the Caesars. It's, it's, it's an evil. And it's prevalent now, not just in the United States, but in the world. And we are going to see, according to the prophecies of the Bible, we are going to see a world government, and it's not going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, he's good, and he'll take care of it. But exactly. that's coming. Um, life versus convenience. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament, that was where they, they, took the, they took the babies out and sacrificed them to these demons on these altars. Well, now we don't even take them out. We just kill them in the womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they do come out alive, well, we just let them die right there on the table. It is really a serious, serious. In fact, this might be the worst of all. Yeah, because God, um, it's human life is precious to him. He created it. He, he, he loves people. And he doesn't want us just, especially harmless, helpless babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. And it's been proven by photography that the uh, unborn infant in the womb is is very very sensitive to certain things, and if you put some abortive poison in there, it, it's 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 really pathetic to watch. Yeah. Um, it's it's really a bad bad thing, maybe the worst. I agree. Um, I agree. Chapter seven is the new age, which is um, just about every religion other than Christianity. I don't want to go into details. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the God's love chapter, which I love. And cunning commerce, how we cheat in our in our dealings, um, our business dealings, sexual license. Whoa, boy. <laughs> God says, well, man and woman, and that's it. And, that, and you got to be married. You got to be. Oh, boy. How are we going far from that? We have. Mm, I don't have. I don't have to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, environmentalism. That one's subtle, mm-hmm. you know, because now we have the same thing. What's well, going to happen? We have global warming. We have global cooling or whatever. You come to us, give us money, and we'll take care of it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're going to really mm-hmm. take care of global warming. Um, anyway, God's, God's, God's ultimate. Now, I'll mention this because this is such an, a clear evidence of God's perfect justice. Global warming, they're going to find out what it is oh, when they're down there. Yeah. And it's going to be very, very, very hot. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. very clear in the Bible. And that, that's basically the summation. Yeah. But um, it's happening here, and it's really disturbing. So why why did you why were you led to write this book? What the Bible has to say about the USA, the Old Testament speaks to Americans today. Why why this book for this time? Well, I th- I'd say two things. One is that I think. Um, I think most Americans have have a sense now of, of some some problems that are going on. Maybe different degrees of, of, of recognition, but I really think it's something that we in the United States ought to know 
grasp a hold of, deal with individually, pray about. Uh, and I think I think right now, if if we can deal with this according to God's word, which is revival, which is repentance and turning back to Him, and and pleading for His forgiveness, then He will. Take care of it because he always does when, when people repent and turn back to him. Um, but the ones who don't, well, they wind up outside of the ark. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that wasn't a good place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is important for, for especially for Christians in the United States to be thinking about, not just vaguely, vaguely aware of and say, well, I'm pro-life. Well, but it goes much deeper than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Out of all these things that you just discussed and shared with us, which of these issues seem to be the most prevalent one right now? What What's the one that just jumps out that you see like every night on the news? Well, well they're, they're all prevalent, but the, the, the issues that are, are really the most important, you will never see on TV news because these people are Marxists and they've declared themselves to be socialists, which they're either Marxists or they're Nazis. No, no, they're not Nazis. Well, then they're Marxists. And they will never report on something that's on their side. So you won't get it on TV at all. So it's not a question of what will you see on TV, but, but what, what will they not be showing you? You know, like they didn't show you the 24 assassination attempts of, of President Trump. They didn't, they, they, don't, they won't show you anything that they, they, in part of their bargain. Um, not that they all wanted to assassinate the president, but they didn't want you to know about that because it was it was their side, it was the left side of the, you know, that was doing these evil things. They don't want you to know how evil they are. Um, but I say I think the worst is really, I'm I'm thinking of God's perspective now. I think it's really um, the pro-life thing. Um, I, I I think that based on what I've read, that is the thing that really, you know that touches him. Mm. And so I think that's the one that should touch us because of all of everything, baby, they're murdering babies. And I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, even, even the Israelites waited until they were at least born. Um, and then pretending that they're, well, they're not really human. They're just blah, blah, blah. Well, <laughs> and then they start selling the body parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one evil after piling up on top of another for the sake of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. And mostly money. That's that's yeah. So combined pro life and and money, I yeah. think is probably the two. Amen. Are, are there? Is there a succession of these things you talk about? Like, I mean, is it you know where it just they started doing this and then it proceeded to this and then it proceeded to this and <laughs> is there is there anything when when you're studying the book of Hosea was there anything like that that you see? I, I just, I, I never really, well, I know when the pro-life issue started and it was, it was recent. It was, it was only about, it was 19, what, 73 or 73, yeah. 73, I think. Um, but I, I never really did that. I just read through the book and put them in order as they were in the book. I mean, I mean, in, 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 in the book of Hosea and put them in that order when I wrote it. And I did notice that the, the chapter about God's love, which is chapter eight, fits right in, in the pocket where um, you are taught as a writer, as an author, well, put your primary theme 
two thirds of the way through the book. And that's exactly where that God's love chapter is. So in spite of all this, he still love God still loves us. He doesn't hate us. He still loves us. He wants us to repent. And it's it's more for him, more for ourselves than for him, because oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he wants us in heaven with him. He doesn't want us in the other place. Yeah. And yeah. so many people now are headed for the other place. And yeah. at one time, this was a Christian nation. It is no yeah. longer anywhere near exactly. a Christian nation. Yeah. And this is a terrible, a terrible thing because this yeah. this was a great nation, but it's not anymore. Yeah, amen. I know before I've shared on teachings and, and things like that, that, you know, if you look back, you had the uh, the the love generation of the 60s, right? If it feels good, do it. <laughs> and that led to a lot of uh, unwanted pregnancies that was going to get them. And that led to the abortions, which led to, I mean, I, I, I look back at that point in time and, and say, if the churches would have stood up and said, this is completely wrong and, you know, put a stop to it, using their collective power at that point in time to stop any politician pushing this stuff, Things would be completely different today, but they let it go. They compromised their values, and and that kind of opened the door to everything we see today. I remember back when uh, it was too many years ago. It was what the nineteen late nineteen nineties, I guess, when uh, the gay rights thing. They say, okay, well, we'll give you civil unions that way, you know, because the big thing was, you know, the person that I care the most about is dying in the hospital and they won't let me in because I'm not a registered family member type. They remember all that. And that kind of, okay, well, we'll let you do that. And it, a lot of ministry people that were, were in tune with God said, once you open this door, it's not going to stop. And here we are today. It's gone way beyond the civil union thing. Now it's like, Oh, I'm a, I'm, I was born a male, but I'm really a female. And, you know, I'm, I'm, really, not, I'm, I'm not really male or female. I'm just me. LGBTQXYZ. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know. I, I don't have. I don't keep track of that. Yeah. And we had a we had a, a recent president who was in a who was in a one of those um, mixed marriages. And a lot of people don't realize it, but 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 the wife came right out and said, "Well, I have one of these male members." And she, yeah. you, you do? Said, oh yeah. <laughs> She so she showed it to somebody off stage. So, so it's not it's not unknown. It's not it's not a secret. I'm not making it up. Yeah. I'm not going to mention who it is, but yeah. but every single one of the past three, um, I'm going to say it. Democratic presidents have had serious sexual problems. Yeah. Bill Clinton Amen. was a, a, an accused rapist by more than one woman. Yep. Uh, yep. Obama. Um, well, you know, I'm he's the one I was just describing. <laughs> yeah. Their daughters are not there at all. And um, very recently, there was this, I saw this story with this little girl who was talking about what Joe Biden did to her. And she said, well, I, I didn't know what to do. Um, we have at the very top. Serious problems. Yeah. We, have, we have these evil men. Yeah. And, it's not, and, it's, and it's not just in one party, uh, but I'm just singling them out right. because they happen to be the three that fit that description that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pedophile, the, but I never mind. Anyway, that, Amen. that just, Amen. that just typifies evil. It's right yeah. at the very top. Yep. We have people who are, who are not faithful to the Lord. And we have not had many of those. It's like, yeah. 
exactly. Ronald Reagan was. <laughs> and he, yeah. he changed he, the USSR came yeah. because yeah. of Ronald Reagan Amen. calling him the evil empire. Well, but but there haven't been any. Yeah. And in your studies for this book, did you see anything that would allow us to break this pattern of succession? Um <laughs> Yeah, it's basically basically the repentance and revival. Um, to Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Amen. But the problem is, we haven't got pretty very far along the first four things. Exactly. First of all, yeah. most. Christians don't want to even humble themselves. Um, and then, then praying about this. No, nah, I don't think I'll pray about that. You know, I have other things I might pray about, or I might not. But we don't get very far yeah. toward repentance and revival. We, we never get to the, the thing about turning from our wicked ways. In fact, when I hear that verse quoted, <laughs> I'd say at least 50% of the time, they leave that out. Yeah. They'll say, if you humble themselves and pray and seek your face, then will I hear from heaven and forgive? No, they won't even say forgive their sin. Then will I hear from, from heaven and forgive you and heal the land? They, they leave out the part about sin and repentance. And those are the most important two. Amen. Amen. Uh, what would be, what would need to be accomplished to restore biblical morality and God-ordained constitutional liberty in the United States and avoid all these things that are being talked about in the book of Hosea. Well, there is something going on right now that I've been praying about a lot mm-hmm. and it's called the convention of States. Mm-hmm. There is in the United States constitution, all kinds of great stuff. I mean, our founders, they were Christians. I don't care what you're taught in public school. They were Christians. So Benjamin Franklin was a Christian, not, not, a, not a deist. Thomas Jefferson was a Christian. In fact, his best friend was John Adams. They had all kinds of Christian conversation. And George Washington was a Christian who had, who prayed two hours every day. These were not, these were Christians. They were not deists. Mm-hmm. And again, that gets back to the revising the, the history textbooks in, for, for schools, public schools. But um, now I'm, I'm something away. Well, back just, what was the question? I was getting to it, but I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> what can we do to avoid these things being discussed in Hosea? Okay, well, that would be it. That would be that would be it. Um, repenting according to Crew Chronicles seven fourteen. Um, that would be exactly it. And of course, that's not the only place in the Bible, but that's a really good one because it says A B C. Um, you know, do these yeah. things A B C D. And then God will do these things, these three things. Now, that's why that, that is probably the best uh, place where, but it runs yeah. through the Bible um, where mm-hmm. over and over again, the people sin and God um, doesn't forgive them until they seek him. And the Israelites yeah. did that. They would, they would sin and go, they'd go to Babylon, then they'd repent and yeah. God would bring them back. And this did, they over and over, over again. Over. Yeah. Um, so God's people... <laughs> It's not. It's not new, and we yeah. and we shouldn't just kick ourselves to death over it because God's people have been wandering from Him for three thousand, well, mm. at least three thousand years. More than that, yeah. Now, in your book, you mentioned one positive theme in Hosea. What is that, and how does it relate to the Book of Songs? Um, 
it's I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to that. Okay. That's the jazz chapter eight. Let's see if I can find it. Is the one on government types. That that's a good one. And the types of government. Uh, democracy is one of the lowest ones, and we are not a democracy. We're a republic. Uh, let's see, chapter eight. I guess I better go to the content and go from there. So here it is. B. Okay, coming up. This is it. Chapter eight. I called it Adma and Zeboyim, God's love from A to Z. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. And then I, I got, I went through all, all the stuff about um, evidences of God's love, the things he did. Um, okay, here's one. Here's a little section. I like these where I've, I've starred these things. Um, the healthy relationship with God. We love him because he first loved us. We trust him with all our hearts. That's Proverbs. Well, that's in a lot of places. We keep his commandments. We pray persistently, talking to him. Um, and there, the, the Bible really has all kinds of suggestions about what we can do to be closer to God, Amen. expressing our love. And I am a, I'm at a church where, where the worship is just, it, it's really great. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of churches have died. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the pastors are not even Christians, and they do not believe 2 Corinthians 5.21. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became sin for us who knew no sin so that yeah. we could become the righteousness of God in him. They don't believe that. Right. Um, and, and, and they're pastoring. So yeah. nobody's going to get born again in a church where, where there's no gospel presentation. Yeah. That's right. Um, That's right. We, we need to reform from the very top. And God is even doing He's He's such a good God. A lot of churches who had who had pastors that were not Christians and were not teaching have have died, yeah. and they died during the yeah. COVID thing, which was yeah. designed for political purposes, but it had nothing to do with that. But God made use of it, and what happened was some of these churches died. A lot of their members went other places, and they're getting saved, yeah. born again in these other churches. And I, God loves Amen. us; He wants us to. Amen. Amen. This is all so interesting. Your book, how can someone receive a copy of your book? Is, is it on Amazon? Amazon. Um, I, I have I have a website. The reason the reason I well, it's it's um either one, Amazon and also um practically any place that has, there's a bookseller now, they they will buy, they will get a book on order. So you can you don't have to get it at Amazon, you could get it any place where they sell okay. books. They would just order it for you. Amazon would be faster. In fact, Amazon is faster than my website. That's why I'm backing <laughs> up on that. But 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 my website has some good stuff in it. If I can, yeah. it's yeah. um. What what is it? It's you know that's the wrong website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, before we're done here, I'll I'll I'll. I don't I don't remember things like websites. I have to write everything down. Amen. Amen. Um, but uh, got it at my, this, at my other place, I've got, I've got it over there. But, but Amazon, Amazon okay. is good. All right. If someone reached out to you, you know, wanted to reach out, ask a question, get in touch with you, maybe do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Okay. I, I'll give you my email address. That's, that's okay. the best way to communicate personally with me. Okay. Uh, 
It's Enoch, that's E-N-O-C-H, seven, that's the number seven, at comcast.net. And I I get, (laughs) I do get a lot of email that I I have to delete, but that's the best way to communicate with me because I don't, uh, except for my closest friends, I don't want to give out my phone number. Yeah, but but yeah, you can personally get in touch with me by that that okay, yeah. that email and address. And I'll get your website. We'll post that as well. I'll put all those links down in the show notes. Okay, good. Um, I got it over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amen, folks. As we've been saying, Jesus is coming soon. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you just have you just heard a small portion of what David Heron has been discussing in his latest book, what the Bible has to say about the USA. The Old Testament speaks to Americans today. I urge you to go down into the show notes, click the links right there, order your copy right now today. Get this book in your hands. Get this book, read it, then get it into someone else's hands. It's that important. Amen. In fact, order two or three copies and be a distribution point for the Lord, for those closest to you. Glory to God. Go down the show notes, click the links right there, right now. David, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and have you on the program. I want to thank you for taking the time on out of your busy schedule, come on and discuss your latest book, what the Bible has to say about the USA. I do appreciate your time today, man. No, Bob, thank you so much for, for having me on. It's it's always good talking to you. It really is. You you, you give me latitude to fumble around. And, you know. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. We fumble around together, brother. <laughs> hey, yeah. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For David here and myself, this is Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to Revelation Warning with Pastor Robert Thibodeau and his guest expert on Bible prophecy as it relates to current events. This podcast is not designed to invoke fear, but concern. Help us to make everyone aware that the soon return of Jesus is close at hand by clicking the like, subscribe, and then share buttons below. Share this episode with your loved ones, friends, and co-workers. For more information on our ministry, please visit podcasterforchrist.com and be sure to come back next week for another episode of Revelation Warning.